Welcome to episode 89 of Take Him With You for October 10th, 2010. I'm Rick. And I'm Amy. On today's episode, we're going to talk about the next Iron Chef, Hawaii Five-O, and more. Yes, today we're going to uh, play a brand new tune from my son Nathan, and uh, Amy and I will be talking about how to get along with people even when you don't agree with them. Well, that'll be interesting. All that and a bunch more. So stick around to take him with you to podcast that's spiritual, not religious. Well, this week on Our House, gosh, we have all sorts of things we can talk about. They uh, started some of the new TV shows again. It's like there's so much TV now, I never even get to watch all of it. Yeah, it's hard to keep up with. We we do tape most of the programs we watch so that if we do have Well, the time, old term is tape. Okay, what do you call it? We digitally, record it. Digitally record now. On our DVR. Yeah. And so what's nice about that is instead of taking an hour to watch a program, we oh, can it watch 45 it. 45 minutes. Yeah. Even 40 sometimes if it's got a lot of commercials. It's true. Yeah. So that that's helpful. Save some time. I, they started the brand new um, series on, we like watching the Food Channel. Mm-hmm. And they started that new series, uh, The Next Iron Chef. We like to watch Iron Chef. Yeah, except for some of their ingredients kind of gross me out. I don't like the fish ones. The fish ones always gross me out. Or sea urchins. or They have a lot of weird ingredients that I would never eat. Yeah. Probably. But I, I see, see, I like watching, like, the well, on the Food Channel, my favorite shows are Chopped, mm-hmm. uh, The Restaurant Battle. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Iron Chef, The Next Iron Chef, The Next Food Network Star. They're all, like, competition-type ones. Mm-hmm. And they're fun because you get to see all sorts of different kind of food. But anyway, what do you think of the next Iron Chef, how it started out? Well, I think it was kind of interesting because um, there was one lady that she won the first challenge and was really um, a little bit arrogant and very self-confident. And then she almost got kicked out on yeah. the second challenge. I so, wonder what that will do. So I'm going, hmm, I wonder what if there's a message there about humility. <laughs> I'm not I, sure. I don't know. I don't so know. anyway, it was pretty interesting, though. Yeah. Okay, so the other thing that they have on TV, they have a lot of different shows on TV. We talked about the event last week, and it's getting a little better now. Um, what was the show that we talked about last week? Lone Star got sure canceled. About, and it got canceled. It's canceled. It's gone. So they didn't I, even air the third episode. I guess we weren't the only ones that weren't sure about ABC it. ABC canceled Lone Star. Mm-hmm. They also canceled another one. I can't remember what it was, but it only played twice. That happens sometimes. A lot of money to put into something to have canceled. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Oh, even, even just doing a pilot. Isn't it a lot of money just I would to think do a so. pilot? Yeah. I don't understand what they do that for, but oh well. Mm-hmm. Kind of ticks me off. I mean, if you're going to do a show, you might as well do at least a, you at know least a series of episodes, season. yeah, so you can get a feel for it. But mm-hmm. oh well. But they did they did a reboot of an old show that we used to watch when we were kids. And I can hardly remember it because I think it was when I was really young. But I do remember the like speedboat and the chases. We in haven't the water. even said what it is yet. Oh, okay. Hawaii Five O. Yeah. 
I think that it has potential. It was interesting because it has a character that was on Lost, yeah, an actor that was on Lost, and it has an actor, an actress who was on Battlestar Galactica, Sharon version, yeah, Sharon, yeah. So anyway, and I don't know if I know the other two guys. Jen, I don't know the other two guys very mm-hmm. well. I, we've probably seen them in things, but uh, anyway, there's yeah. there you have a pretty good cast. Well, here's what I I. I kind of like the show because it's a little re- more realistic, but not really. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, you know, it's kind of an action police show. Mm-hmm. So, what do you think of the new season of Chuck so far? Well, Chuck is one of my favorite shows. It's it is funny. just so cute. It's just adorable. That's a cute show. Adorable? I think I don't know about that. But it's uh, a cute show. Yeah, it is. It's a cute spy show if spoilers if you haven't seen the third episode of the new chuck big mike is back baby yeah and he's back in a big way he's hilarious that guy is so funny i was a little at the very first couple shows i was like are they not gonna have all my favorite characters on here and they were saving them yeah well the second show a bunch of the characters came came back. back yeah and then the third show big mike came back yeah and then now it feels a little more complete Mm-hmm. I think, yeah. but they they have, they've got some really interesting um, things going on in the show, Chuck. I, really interesting about commitment, about um, about overcoming your fears. Yeah, overcoming fears, and then of course all the total unbelievable stuff that we suspend everything just to laugh and enjoy because mm-hmm. it's really silly. Yeah. And of course, Casey, I love that character. He's just so commando, funny. Casey. He's so funny. He's just so. He, he, he he's like Mr. Hard Guy, but deep down inside, he's a softy. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, there's a lot of characters on there that I think are hilarious. So Chuck gets a thumbs up. Yeah, Chuck is one of and my There's a few shows. times when it's kind of adult. Well, yeah, sometimes some of the ladies' outfits are a little well, I think they, risky, as I, we used to call it. Risque is the You know, the risky word. is more appropriate because one wrong move and... Things are just too risky. <laughs> okay. I think sometimes they, they use that, obviously, for the 18 to 34 crowd of guys. Like male demographic. Yeah. They kind of exploit yeah. Sarah. Yeah. I kind of feel bad because she seems like an intelligent individual. And what do you think about that in movies and TV? Do you think that, do you think that um, it's wrong for them to use the girls in that way? Well, to objectify them? Of course, they're not objects. I don't think you should ever objectify a, a Well, the person. girls don't seem to be minding. Huh? The girls on the TV shows are doing it, so why? Does that make it right? I don't know. I'm asking you. I say no. <laughs> okay. I mean, there's a lot of classic movies out there, like Sound of Music and different different shows that, you know, were wonderful Wonderful art pieces that didn't objectify women that yeah. made them into strong and caring people, and they could be beautiful and they could be feminine, but they weren't falling out of their bikinis. You know, I mean, they were they were modest, and I just don't think you need all that. I remember when I <laughs> when I was a kid, I God please forgive me or my dad. Anyway, he used to say they need to leave a little bit up to the imagination. <laughs> 
And it seems like today there's very little left up to the imagination. That's true. (laughs) Everything's kind of out there. That's true. It's kind of hard sometimes, isn't it? Yeah. Just put a couple strings together and you've got a lot of the outfits they put on the Hollywood ladies. Well, that and and to be on a show, there's there's hardly any overweight people on any shows. Yeah. Unless they do a mocking thing and they do like a show about overweight people. And it's like, what? Yeah. Yeah, it, it. I think it would be very hard to be in Hollywood and not develop some kind of eating disorder. Because well, yeah, because you have to be skinny as a rail. Because well, I, well, I'm speaking from experience, when you're on camera, it not only adds 10 pounds, but it's just, I mean, people look at you every single day. It's got to be very difficult, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they should just invent a camera that... It's flattering to people, and then they don't have to be all We'd probably obsessed. make a billion dollars if we created that camera. Yeah, and then they don't have to be obsessed about... But then what would the little skinny sticks. people look like? They'd look like little bean poles. Yeah, there are some people on TV that look like little bean poles. Yeah, like mean. that show Nikita. Yeah, she's that, really That was funny. really odd. I mean, we're, we tried to watch this show called Nikita because it had a, a really cool plot line and everything, but... The first episode, they totally they had this lady in a bikini that she looked she didn't look good. She looked like ugh. She looked extreme. Like well, that's how a model kind of you know the models for high fashion look is they're just little skin and bones. Well, she looked emaciated and it was kind of gross. I was like ew. Yeah. I mean, the, I like the plot line and everything, and it's gotten better. The last couple of episodes have been better, but uh, mm-hmm. anyway, I just thought that was interesting. Yeah. Uh, we could go on and on, couldn't we? Well, let's talk about yeah. more things. Okay. We've talked about our TV shows that we've been watching. Um, I did a um, really interesting special for The Martians Are Here. Yeah, you told me it has some You haven't heard it yet, have you? I haven't. You've played some of the music for me. Some of the music's kind of um, different, kind of creepy. I wrote a waltz. It, well, it's a horror story that yeah. uh, that I... I uh, I didn't narrate it. My friend Meds from England narrated it, and along with uh, the lady that wrote it, and her mom put some lines in there as well. Uh, she is her name is Sarah, and she is from um, Australia, and she wrote this really interesting story about uh, how do I put it? It's about a I don't know how to describe it. It's it's a a team of people that um, are developing uh, like monsters. Okay. And so they bring this surgeon in from a mental asylum, and they have him operate on a clone who can't feel pain. And as it goes through, there's it's a very interesting story. And anyway, so I had to write horror music. And but I did tongue in cheek yeah. horror music. So I thought I would play a little bit of what I what I wrote. And you guys would get a huge kick out of this. You're playing the waltz. Yeah, I wrote a waltz. Yeah, it's a different waltz. It starts out pretty peppy and happy, but then it's a little odd. Yeah. Hold on, yeah. I'll play a little bit for you. Okay, here it is. This is this is uh, for Vina Kava. You gotta check out the beginning. And you'll like. It. Well, maybe. Not. <laughs> He's got a pretty waltz kind of sound to it. There's a little oboe there playing. 
particularly like the breaks where we put a sound effect in. So what did Stefan think of this? I think he liked it. Baby crying. It kind of reminds me of um, tongue-in-cheek horror vaudeville. Yes, that's what I was going for. You know, like that one play with the um, the barber and the bakery. Um, where about the plants? No, not the plants. It's a barber and a bakery. I can't remember the name of it. This Sweeney. Yeah. Little shop of horrors. It's another one. Anyway, that was the that's the theme song. We here we talked through it. Good good job. She does this to me anyway when we're watching TV. I want to show her something. She just she talks through it because I wanted her to hear it. But whatever. Well, we, you we do that all this. the time. Here, want to listen? Yeah, I do. And then Catherine and her just start talking over the top of it. Like I do all this work, like hours and hours of work. Well, I actually have already listened to this before, but I'm sorry if I ruined it for other people. But they'll have to tune in and listen to the um, to the special. You haven't even heard it yet. You won't recommend it. Oh well. <laughs> Probably not. No, it's really actually pretty funny. I don't know about funny. It's just I, really different. I'm not really into horror kind of things. I like I like happy things. <laughs> I don't usually do that type of stuff either, but this is, you know, this is part of my job and, and um I needed to be creative with an idea and a genre and so that's what I made. So Okay. But I did also do like the background stuff, like um like when the story's being read and uh um then what I do is I have other stuff like uh, like this in the back. Like pipe organ. Sound like a horror movie? Kind of like um, Phantom, in the op- Phantom of the Opera. A little bit. Like I did this one called A Walk to the Operating Room. Got a little snare drum in there. And then another one called Surgery, anyone? And it all sounds interesting this way because you don't hear any of the talking over it. But it sounds so cool if you listen to the... uh, Stop it. Like, like, well, I'll play a little bit he for you. He turned to the tall man next to him and smiled politely. I hope that you find my little brother useful, Mr. Turncraft. The elder man chuckled. <laughs> I'm sure I will, Angelo. But first, let's see what he's up to. Duval grabbed the woman's face, making her look straight at him. Are you able to speak? He demanded, digging his nails into her face to try and gauge her reaction. Yes, I am able to speak. She replied in a deadpan voice. Duval scowled and picked up a new scalpel and drove it into her inner thigh. Ugh, what that mean? Oh. I really can't feel pain. He thought to himself and withdrew the blade. You don't mind if I talk to you during this, do you? I... Anyway, so there, it's just a really <laughs> odd tale. And uh, anyway, it's not for the faint at heart, but uh, it's also not really PG-13. It's, I mean, it's probably PG. Yeah, except for people get nauseous with the th- 
the thought of people jabbing a scalpel into well, someone's thigh. Yeah. Well, Sarah wrote a, a very, very interesting and, and really cool script if you were into that kind of thing. And then uh, Meds uh, from my friend Simon Meddings, who has the Waffle On podcast, um, did the narrating of it. He did a wonderful job, did the voices. And then um, uh, Sarah, who wrote it, um, did one of the voices. She did the clone's voice, and she also uh, and her mom did the nurse's voice, and she did a great job. And Stefan Sonic produced it all, and there we are. And I th- it's probably out now for people to listen to if they wanted to. Okay. So there you go. That was what I was listening to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then let me see what else. Um, oh, I'm working on a, a new project for Halloween. Okay. Is it going to be a blues Halloween or something? No, it's an Amish zombie story. Oh, that's right. (laughs) And and then then you and I had this long talk because I've lived, uh, not really lived, but I visited. Yeah, you lived in an Amish community for half of your life. No, not half. When I met you, you wouldn't even look at my Palm Pilot. About three weeks, <laughs> or more than that, actually, about four weeks of my life, I lived in, or visited my brother who lived in a Amish area yeah. of um, Lancaster, Pennsylvania. And I said, from what I've read and, and seen, I don't believe that music is a very big part. I mean, like, as far as instrumental music. Right. That they sing hymns yeah. um, in Old German and things, but they don't. They don't have a lot of instruments. So this isn't going to be totally authentic, but you will make it fun. Yes, I will try at least. Yes. Anyway, we're. Um, I believe that Stefan is producing um, Brett. Um, what's Brett? Hammond, sorry. The guy that we had on the show um, a couple weeks ago. Uh-huh. Um, we did the interview with him and everything about mm-hmm. zombies. And so he wrote a, a short story, and I believe we're going to produce that. And so I'm, I'm working on music for that. Yeah. So I, got, I had to go buy a harmonica. Mm-hmm. So I got one from Rosevere's Music Center in downtown Aberdeen. Shameless plug. What was that? I don't know. There, there's somebody around here, something, crunching something. Not me. It was my uh, daughter. My daughter was crunching a paper in the microphone. By the way, Stripey's doing it. better. He's sitting here sleeping next to Amy. Well, he wasn't sleeping when I played the harmonica. He doesn't like it when I do that. You got to see my video on YouTube of him uh, biting my harmonica. He doesn't want me to play. I I don't think that I saw that. You didn't see that? Well, Uh -uh. you try to do that too. If I play too much, she comes running after me and tries to take it away from me. Yeah, I am. No, I don't do that. But yeah. Um, But I think certain frequencies hurt animals' ears. And yours. Yeah, and mine. Yeah. Okay, let's see. What else have we been working? I guess that's about everything we've been working. We, I mean, we got a ton of other things we could talk about, but that would bore everybody. So I thought it would be fun, though. Uh, my son Nathan wrote a uh, a new song. Okay. You want to hear Nathan's new song? Yeah, I think I heard I heard it the other day, but yeah, I'd like to I, hear I it to again. Click, I have to click this button. Well, okay, now go we can... Ahead and click okay, your button. I'm going to click my button, and then I'm going to play the song if I can find it. Oh, where did I put it? 
There it is. Okay. Here, I'm going to turn this down. I'm going to turn us down, and then everybody can hear the song, okay? Okay. And I'm not even sure what the name of it is. Do you know what it is? Um, No, but I could check on Facebook. What is it, Ames? What? Oh, okay. All right. It well, here we go. Here's the, here's the song from my son, Nathan. So what did you think? I thought it was really cute, and I looked up on Facebook, and yeah. it is titled "Your Sound," which cool. makes sense because that's what the song's about. Yeah, and he he does that all on his computer and stuff. Yeah. Yep. Is it called GarageBand or something? I'm not like sure what that. program he uses. I know it's Mac related. I wish I had mm-hmm. a Mac, but I don't. I don't. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, that's that's Nathan's newest song. He likes writing songs and doing stuff like that. Somebody the other day said, I don't know where he gets that. It gets what? The the wanting to do films and oh. you know, songs. And- I know this is funny, and if he actually listens to our podcast, um, I whenever I hear him sing, well, not whenever, but this time when I heard him sing, it reminded me of the first time he sang in kind of public he, um, you helped him do a soundtrack for something about on this rock or something. There was a song he sang in front of his whole Sunday school, um, children's church, and he was only about oh, I think about six, seven years, six years old, I think. But yeah, actually, yeah, six, around six years old, and he sang. With the soundtrack that you recorded for him. And it was really cute. I don't remember that. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's, you know, moms remember all those things. Yeah, yeah, you do. Mm-hmm. I don't. We're sentimental. Yeah, you have to remind me of them, and then I'm okay. But you don't, rem- you, you don't remember even when I reminded you, but you weren't there when you sang because you were downstairs leading worship. What? In the big church. Oh, okay. So you didn't, but you, you did record the soundtrack. I can't remember. The, it's something about on this rock or solid rock. I can't remember the name of the song. Nathan might remember. Okay. It was cute. All right. Well, that's everything that's going on around our house. We had a lot of fun th- this week. So, um, <laughs> Well, except for Andrew. Poor guy. He's he's recovering from getting a wisdom tooth out yesterday. And yeah, he kept trying to show it to me, and I'm like grossing out. I don't want to see it. Thank you very much. He's still in a lot of pain. Yeah, that's no fun. Yeah. Vicodin is his friend. Well, just for now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we'll be right back with more on Take Him With You. The Treks in Sci-Fi Podcast. Stand by to receive our transmission. Sci-Fi Entertainment News and Commentary. I am... Locutus of Borg. Star Trek episode analysis. Captain of the USS Enterprise. Pokey religions and ancient weapons. Collectibles, toy, and prop reviews. I am to misbehave. The weekly Treks in Sci-Fi podcast with your host Rico at treksinsci-fi.com. By the way, they're celebrating the 300th show of Treks in Sci-Fi this week. That's cool. And I still have to listen to the one where um, Rico has his wife. Wife, yeah. Um, Lynn was on with him. And it was really good. If we can figure out how to get my iPod working again. Well, i got to put iTunes on on because uh, the computer broke down that you were using. So i yes. got to figure that out. So I, haven't, I actually haven't put anything new on my iPod since, I think, last January. It's been a long time. I don't remember when the last time is. I'll I'll goof around with that. Yeah. I'll get you something. It hasn't been synced in a long time. Yeah. Well, yeah. So maybe by your birthday I can have it all ready to go. What do you think? Um, That's a long ways off. Your birthday's only less than a month. Yeah, but I, I go out and work and do yard work and house cleaning. You I mean, want it sooner than that? Okay. That I would can, be I, nice. All right. I can goof around with it. I'll, I'll get you something for your iPod. That would be good. Okay. All right. Anyway, what was I saying about that? Why was I talking about that? Um, we were talking about Treks and Sci-Fi. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a 300th um, podcast, and uh, I'm supposed to do a video and turn it in this week on my favorite um, sci-fi fantasy genre movie that's not Star Trek. Have you decided which is your favorite? Yeah, yet? but I'm not going to say what it is. I'm going to do because I don't want. I want it to be a surprise. Mm, I wonder if I'll guess. I already told you. You did. Yeah, but that's beside Uh-oh. the point. Okay, so we'll get off of that subject. But anyway, listen to Rico's program. It was really good. He had his wife on last program, and it was so good. They had such a wonderful conversation. It was so funny. It reminded me very much of you and I. Ah, uh, except for um, I 
reluctantly admit that I know way too much about science fiction. Yeah, Lynn, Lynn likes other stuff. Yeah, well, I do you too. You do too. Yeah. I just, you know. But it, I think they have separate TVs so she can watch whatever she wants upstairs and he watches it in the basement. And so you're not forced, or she's not forced to have to watch all the stuff that Rico likes. Yeah, that's nice. But you are. Yeah. You're forced to watch all the stuff I like. Yeah. And that. Which brings us to our subject for the okay, day. Okay, yeah. How to get along with other people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <coughs> yeah, sorry. So, yeah, it's time for Food for Thought on Taking With You. Well, today on Food for Thought, we're going to talk about something that I think every single person on the planet can identify with. Okay. And what is that? Getting along with others. Yeah, I think, you know, from from the very earliest ages where, where kids are in the nursery together at church or preschool or, or um, daycare, that's something that we have to attempt to learn very young and and hopefully do it the rest of our lives well yeah otherwise <laughs> it's not very fun getting along with others isn't always easy obviously but uh the fact is that in every family every job every school every situation there are people that you and i have to try and get along with mm-hmm. well the question is then with all the vast personalities out there, how do we do this more easily? Um, you know, it, it's a challenge. I, re- I remember when our kids were little and I was homeschooling them, they probably could quote this verse now because I used to say it all the time. I'd say, be kind to one another, tender-hearted, showing mercy to one another, just as God in Christ has shown mercy to you. And, you know, basically, give each other a little grace, you know, be kind and and don't be so demanding, <laughs> I guess. It's what I tried to get up across to my kids, but it was a constant um, reminder. Well, I think it's really interesting because the uh, one of the the best solutions to getting along with others better is biblical there's there's so many biblical truths in this that as you read through the bible you'll see that this is an age-old thing over all the time since man has been on this earth man men and women i Mm -hmm. I use that term as humankind um they have we've struggled with getting along with one another that's why there's wars and and conflicts and murder and all these other things because people don't get along with one another i think about the first family um adam and eve had two sons named Cain and Abel, mm-hmm. and um, Cain got jealous of his brother yeah. and ended up killing him. Yeah, first and, murder in the Bible. And, um, you know, out of jealousy and envy. And so, I mean, all through the Bible, there's stories, and then there's also wisdom that's passed down about how how to get along. And evidently, you know, Cain didn't get that part. Well, I, I, I think that all of us have a propensity to 
you know be selfish well yeah i guess that's the word for it i mean as believers we believe that you know there's a there's a big thing out there that says well man man and women are actually basically good inside we don't believe that because biblically as you look at it it's because of all the stuff that happened early on in our existence um every one of us is actually has a propensity to be selfish and and uh and well selfish i don't know how mm-hmm. to i don't not really sure how to describe that other than the fact that basically human beings are not good on the inside unless they surrender their heart to the one who created them and then even we've known people that claim to be believers that are are not very nice mm-hmm. so it's it's you know not only is it a a spiritual thing but it's also a decision and a moral situation where people mm-hmm. have to decide whether they're going to treat people good or bad Mm-hmm. And and the Bible says so many different things. Probably the most profound thing that it has to say is a scripture that I'm going to loosely translate here or paraphrase. Is it, it says, you know, don't think of yourself more highly than you ought. Mm-hmm. Instead, you know, serve others and love people. You know, and don't don't be too cocky. That's not. I mean, that's not. That's my interpretation of it. Well, and another scripture says to rightly esteem yourself. And that doesn't mean that you go around your, around hitting yourself and putting yourself down all the time. The Bible says we're fearfully and wonderfully made. So we aren't a piece of junk. We aren't a piece of garbage. But also, um, like you said, don't think of yourself more highly than you ought. We, we're not putting ourselves down, but we aren't saying I'm better than you. Well, and that's the whole big thing. Yeah. Remember that thing that I said before that we learned from a, a, a friend of ours named Art that said, I'm no better than you. You're no better than me. We're all just better than we used to be. Amen. <laughs> and, and, you know, I, I think that's the that's really the key when it comes to getting along with others. Um, there are there are there are keys to getting along with people. And then there's some people, personalities that you'll never get along with no matter how hard you try. Mm-hmm. But biblically, another great verse is it says, as, as, as possible as it is for you, live at peace among your brethren. Mm-hmm. Among all men is another version. Right. Yeah. So in other words, if it's possible to live at peace with people and if it's possible to get along, as much as it is for you, do that. Mm-hmm. And, and, the, and I believe it's yeah. there for a reason because there are some people it's almost impossible to get along with. Nothing you can do is going to please them. Yeah, some some people are what they call difficult, yeah. and and they they actually find enjoyment. This like the sociopathic personality finds enjoyment in kind of tormenting people, making other people miserable, and mm-hmm. seeing people. there are people like that. Well, I um, remember I remember one situation we had where um, we had to um, uh, let go of a, an employee, and um, when when we did that. Uh, boy, he just reacted so differently than we expected. It was just a big mess. And I remember talking to a psychologist about it, and he said, "You know, Rick, you could have, you could have handed that guy a million dollars, and you could have given him a check for a million dollars, and he would have complained about the envelope mm-hmm. because that it had nothing to do with the situation at hand. It had to do everything with the selfishness that was inside yeah. him. And so." There are some people that do they they live life to to make it miserable for others. And they like to get they like to they like to irritate other people and get that response from them. And you know what we found after doing a lot of research and stuff? Not only biblically can you trace these kind of behaviors. <coughs> 
excuse me. <clears throat> but psychologically, what you find is there's a reason that they're that way. Yeah, usually there's been some kind of trauma in their childhood. Absolutely. Or, or something some, that's... There's been a loss or something they couldn't deal with and it, as and it's, children. And it's hindered their emotional Growth. development right. so that they have a hard time with empathy. Yep. And, so they can't feel yeah. the same way you and I do. And, and interesting, the body grows up. Mm-hmm. And you might be talking to a 50-year-old man or a 50-year-old woman, mm-hmm. but they're still six years old inside. And they may have learned some coping mechanisms mm-hmm. to be able to manipulate their surroundings and manipulate people around them to get well, what they want. Don't you, you, but emotionally, they're not compassionate. Well, remember, when we, when we were younger, and they exist in the adult life too, but people don't want to talk about it. But when we were younger and I was playing on the playground... Mm-hmm. I'll never forget, there were certain personalities on the playground that were bullies. And the way that they did things was they, they, did, they weren't necessarily the sharpest knife in the drawer. Mm-hmm. But they ruled the playground with fear and manipulation. And they did it by pointing out, by taking the focus off of them and putting it on other people. Mm-hmm. Um, they would make fun of people. You know, I remember being made fun of and different things. And what... You can see this throughout life. On the playground, you go, well, that's just kids. They're mean and nasty sometimes and all this different stuff. But what happens is those those people are, come out and you see them in in later in life. In, mm-hmm. in sometimes they can be executives. They could be pastors. They could be salesmen. Uh, salesmen. <laughs> you, you know, you name it. They They still cope the same way by ruling with fear. Intimidation, accusation—they um, just—they just that well, to they, them, and you know, they helps can be—they can be very charismatic and charming too. Um, to the people when they want something, when they want something, and then if that—but if you become work, a target, it's not very fun. Yeah. Well, now that's an interesting thing. Then, how do we get along with people like that? Because everybody knows it's easy to get along with happy and people that are fun, but how do we get along with difficult people? Well, you know it. I think that's where that verse comes in, where it says, "If it's possible, yeah, when it when it comes to you, live at peace with all men." And I think, I think sometimes there are situations which, um, you know, you can control the way you react, the way you respond, but um, if someone is a bully. Sometimes one of the best things is to put a little bit of distance between you and the well, bully. <laughs> well, we're going to talk about different tips and stuff like that, but that's very, very true. Yeah. Well, we also have a lot of comments. When, on how do, pe- how do people get along with others? Yeah, because you asked on Facebook. I did. I asked on Facebook and Twitter. The question was, how do you get along? Or what did I say? What is the key to getting along with others for you? Oh, Okay. So that's what you asked. Let so, me see if I can find my Twitter here. Would you like me to, to read a few Facebook ones while you look for your Twitter? Um, sure. Okay, Tina says, treat others as you would like to be treated. That works. That's the yeah, golden that's rule right a, there. We a, have a lot of those answers, don't we? Yeah, the golden rule from the Bible. And I think most of, you know, when we were kids, that's what they taught us even in kindergarten and public school. Would you like someone to do that to you? Right. No, you wouldn't. So don't do that to others. Okay. And um, Stephen says, if they are Patches pal and not Boris buddy. And I don't get that one at all. That's from J.P. Patches. Okay. And you were either a J.P. Patches pal or you were a Boris buddy. If you were a Boris buddy, you were difficult to get along with. Oh, okay. I remember watching J.P. Patches. J.P. Patches. That's a Northwest um, I forgot that kids part. show. It oh, was okay. long yeah. ago. Yep. 
Um, J.P. Patches was a clown, by yes, the way. Yes, he was. I remember him. That okay. lived in a garbage dump. Okay. Um, but he wasn't Oscar the Grouch. Okay. Um, Jamie says, I believe in treat others as you would like to be treated. I also try to share smiles throughout my day, especially when I see someone who looks as if they could use one. Nice. Yeah. That's very true. Another golden rule one. Mm-hmm. I've got one here from uh, Billy Bob four seven six on Twitter. It says giving people the benefit of the doubt and trying not to make snap judgments. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Yeah. Simon says being honest with Simon them. says <laughs> Simon says yes. Thank you, Simon. Meds. Put your right hand up. Put your okay. left foot down. Okay. Um, being honest with everyone. Okay, there is a subtle way of saying. If you don't like something, but if you are hinnest, they will respect you. I think it's supposed to be honest with you. <laughs> I think so. They I'm will sure respect you. you. And I think it's a typo. Yeah. And um, thus you will get along better. Yeah. Telling the truth is a good thing. Yeah. The, Bi- the Bible says to speak the truth in love. And I think that's a, a good thing is sometimes the truth can hurt. Yeah, but if you temper sometimes. it with love and compassion, it gets better. It's a little bit better. Butterfly Amanda on Twitter says, depends per person, but overall it is being warm and welcoming to people and giving love to them. And I get it back often threefold. Mm, the Bible says what you sow, you shall also reap. And what she Talked about getting back warmth after she sowed warmth is um, usually when you plant a seed, you get a lot more back in return. So that's good. There's, that's a, gr- a-, there's a great proverb in the Bible uh, in chapter 11, uh, verse 17 says, Your own soul is nourished when you are kind, but you destroy yourself when you are cruel. Hmm. And that is just very, very true. So not that that saying that not only when you're kind does it bless others, but it says it nourishes your soul. Yeah. So being kind, um, you know, it blesses the people that you're being kind to, but it kind of reflects back. It does. So that's a good thing. Okay. And so uh, Beth, what does Beth say? Beth says, when conflict comes up, I have to stop and question if what I am going to say is going to help the situation or to prove that I am right. Wow, that's a good that's a good point. Sometimes we talk too much, don't we? Well and, and Or we don't have to say anything, it's obvious. Well and and it's hard sometimes not to get defensive if we feel like we're being attacked or, you know, um you know, it's it's difficult, but I think Beth has a key here. If we can if the Bible has a lot of verses that talk about guarding your tongue or watching your mouth, mm-hmm. <laughs> and if if we can stop and think before we speak, it can go a long ways to improving our relationships. Yeah, a lot of wisdom in that, isn't yeah. there? Uh, Tiffany says, it's difficult to get along with everyone, and to be honest, I usually just try to keep my mouth shut and my head down because there are too many rude people out there who will use things you say or do against you, uh, which is very, very true. When I, I, when I am myself, or when I'm myself, people are sometimes mean to me. I, I agree. I, I know what that's like. Yeah. Um, she says, I've said it over and over, how, how work to me is just like high school all over again. It's full of clicks and gossip and popularity contests. Um, 
I hated the social aspects of high school, which now translate into I hate the social aspects of work. And then she goes on to share some more things. Um, but, you know, how do you really get along with others? That's a really, it's a great and valid question. And she says, uh, but that wasn't really the question. How do I get along with others? I guess I, I did answer before. I either speak my mind and get criticized or dirty looks or I keep my mouth shut and everything is okay then. Um, I guess. I don't really want to get along with uh, with gossip happy gossip happy people anyway. They tend to spread around your secrets. Yeah. Now, now we're talking about those people that are difficult that will that will use what you say to hurt you. Well, and I think a lot of times too, if you get at the root of gossip, people are saying mean things about other people to make themselves feel better, feel better about, about themselves. About themselves. Right. And and again, that's where you're you're thinking too highly of yourself than you ought because all of us have stuff in our lives that, you know, people could make fun of or gossip about and, and it would be hurtful. And if you don't want people to say hurtful things about you, then you shouldn't be gossiping about other people. Very, very true. Um, Uh, Wendy says, I try really hard to see whatever it is from their side of it. Usually it helps. If not, just smile and nod. LOL. (laughs) Yeah. Janet says, I try to accept people for who they are. Even if I don't personally like or get along with them, I treat them the way that I would want to be treated. I have to remind myself continually that they are someone that God values and that Jesus died for too. Yeah. You know, sometimes we all wish that everybody was just like us, but then the world wouldn't be a very interesting place, would it? Well, and, and you could think of the the meanest, cruelest person ever that walked the face of the earth. And if they were the only person on the earth, Jesus still would have died for them. Yeah. And, you know, so God values them, is her point. If God values them, even with the rough edges... Well, and, we all have our quirks. Yeah, then, then she tries to value them like yeah. God would. Julie says, open my ears, close my mouth. Again, the mouth thing. Yeah. Yes, our mouths can What get is a key trouble. to getting along with others for you? Here's one that uh, Dan says. I always throw the first punch. That's how I get along with people. <laughs> LOL. Okay. <laughs> Kathy, Kathy says, try to keep my mouth shut. Because honestly, uh, doesn't always doesn't always work because a lot of people really don't want to hear it. Yeah. Adam says, knowing when to humble yourself and admit you are wrong or behave badly. Mm. I mean, I sometimes saying I I was wrong, or asking forgiveness is a good stop yeah. start to um, starting a healing in a relationship. Donita wrote, uh, "I assume that everyone is on my side and is a potential friend. If I start to feel slighted or or offended in some way, I check my attitude and take uh, take into consideration that they may not be or they they may be having a bad day. Often, someone I think." is unapproachable, is actually insecure, and it's my turn to initiate a relationship. Until proved otherwise, a stranger is just a friend I have, I have not met. If someone does not want my friendship, that's okay. I don't have to be friends with everyone, but I can be friendly and nice to everyone. And I know Donita, and she is totally an example of this. Yeah. I saw her the other day at Walmart, and her smile just lit up yeah. her face as she saw me. And, yeah. you know, someone else mentioned smiling at people, too. And 
It's amazing how it can make change your really day helps and, things, yeah. and help you feel valuable when, or feel, help someone else feel valuable yeah. if you're smiling at them. My friend Tim from Oregon says, being able to ignore people's quirks, adaptable and loving of others, or at the very least, don't have an ego, which is the quickest way to get the disease known as... Uh, <laughs> 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 I'm not going to read that, Tim. <laughs> Um, basically, um, a yeah, ASS, um, blank annoying syndrome. There you go. You could say donkey annoying syndrome. Yeah, everybody will know that. Yeah. Harry says, for the most part, ignoring people's quirks. But if you really get on my nerves, I'll chew your head off. Uh-oh. <laughs> um, I'm not sure how to say this lady. I think it's Chinese. Chinese. It says, recognizing hot spots or triggers and avoiding them. I find quirks amusing. It's what makes us unique as individuals. But in getting along, you just have to have basic respect for the other person's boundaries. Good. Good comment. Um, Heather says, learning how to shut up. <laughs> That's good. Stephanie says, not letting others disrespect you. It's hard to do when when walking away. It's just so much easier. Mm-hmm. It's true. Lisa says, learning to overlook the small stuff. Also, and it is hard reminding yourself that everything happens and is said um, is not always about you. Very true. Yeah. Marilyn says grace. Mm-hmm. John says being right or wrong is often a matter of perspective. That's true at times, yes. Yeah. Kathy says the golden rule, which we heard a lot. Mm-hmm. And Phil says listening. Okay. There are... First off, let me say thank you to all of those that Twittered and Facebooked um, to the question of the day. We really, really appreciate that. We try to do that every week and get people's interaction because we feel like the podcast is so much better when we have more feedback. And this is great. It's more about community then and not um, just us talking. Yeah, talking heads, whatever. <laughs> or, well, or- the, well, the fact is that, that, that there is a lot of selfishness in the world, and getting along with others is not always easy. But this, the, the advice that we just got from everybody off of Facebook and Twitter was very, very good. I put together a few things here. Uh, the first thing I wanted to say was selfishness kills unity and peace. So as much as we can, when we're trying to get along with others, we need to, be, we need to really think how we are acting towards them, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I think we have, like you said, we have a responsibility of how we respond or we react to anyone. If we can't, we we really shouldn't be trying to control what others do or say um, because that's not really healthy. And I I think, too, sometimes when you're in a situation with people you are with a lot, whether it's a coworker or a family member, um, sometimes we will get tired and... And when we're tired and worn down, it's it's easier to be selfish or to be um, to really think through and be kind and considerate. And I think too, it's healthy to say to to speak the truth, like we talked before. And if you're you're feeling the grumps come on and you don't feel like you're combating them very good, it's not a bad idea to say, you know what. I am just really exhausted right now, and I'd be glad to help you with that. Um, but can I um, do that in half an hour, or can I do that tomorrow for you? Or um, 
sometimes we can't be um, a superhero all the time. Yeah. And so it's it's good to set boundaries and say. It is. And um, yeah. Does that make sense what I was trying to say? Sure. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So here's some of the steps for getting along better with others. Actually, we'll, we'll cover those right after we take a quick break. We'll be right back. I think okay. if she watched Empire, she would want to watch Jedi. The way that Lucas planned it... Um, Star Wars, A New Hope, was supposed to be able to stand on its own. Mm-hmm. And so it does have a conclusion. That's why we you know, chose... It's not like watching Fellowship yeah. of the Ring where you're like, oh, I just sat here for three hours yeah. and this stupid <laughs> story just started. <laughs> it's not stupid. I know, I know. Of course it's not stupid. I love it. I'm Jen. And I'm Angela. And when you're not listening to this glorious podcast, we would love to have you listen to ours, the Anomaly Podcast. That's A-N-O-M-A-L-Y podcast.com. Yes, the Anomaly Podcast. Now, we got a good report that Angela is doing much, much better. And um, Jen uh, just went back to work after um, several weeks off, off, more than several weeks off, to uh, have their baby Aaron. Mm-hmm. And the Anomaly ladies are doing great. And I can't wait to hear a little update on how things are going with them when they come out with a new show, which will be great. Yeah. Yeah, they're very cool. Hey, before we get into the tips on how to get along with people, we wanted to really quickly mention that if you get anything out of the Take Him With You podcast and the Midweek Booster and our newsletter and all that jazz, we would ask if you would consider perhaps helping us out with a little donation. Uh, we don't like begging for money. We won't take you notice that on our shows. We only ask once during the show, and it's if if that's on somebody's <laughs> heart, that really helps. We have um, several people that give just a little bit every month, and that really helps us a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, if we, if everybody that listens, because we have thousands of downloads, um, if everybody that listened gave a little bit like that, we would have more and more than enough to keep the podcast coming to you, and it would help uh, pay the bills here at our home, and uh, would be really cool. Because this does take quite a bit of our time every week, and mm-hmm. we just wanted to uh, put that out there. Uh, we've set it up so you can give through PayPal, or if you some people just write checks and send them to the house, and. You can do that uh, if you want to. Um, uh, go to our website, takehimwithyou.com, and click on the Donate button, and you'll find all that information on how you can uh, give to uh, the podcast. Yep. And that's that. Yeah. Okay, now let's talk about tips on getting along with one tips. another. Tips, yes. We've heard some great suggestions and ideas on Twitter and Facebook, and now uh, we wrote down a few things that we thought would be interesting to talk about. Um, one of the things about after you live together for 25 years or so, 24 years or so, um, you learn you kind of have to learn how to find neutral ground. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that, Aim? Um, yeah, I I think sometimes um, you need to to concentrate on what you have in common because. Every relationship is going to have their differences. Right. So um, I don't know if that's what you meant by neutral ground. Yeah. I, well, I, I, what I'm trying to get across is that um, if you're working with a person that's not a difficult person, 
Uh, this even helps a little bit with difficult people, kind of. But uh, but for the most part, if you're working with someone, just you just have a normal relationship with someone, finding neutral ground can help you get along with each other lots better, what you have in common. And what do you mean by neutral ground? Just Well, the- neutral ground would be where you're wherever you're not extreme in different areas, where you agree in the middle on something. So like... For instance, you and I, um, when it comes to music, you like really loud, blaring, electric guitar, loud drums, and I prefer Celtic hymns or something quieter. Sure. Then we compromise on like um, what? Well, I think one of the things that you've learned to do... um, I just don't play it around you. You just don't play really loud music around me very much. Because when we were first dating, it it drove me nuts because you would play like Striper really loud in the car. Come on, rock! You've got to! And I didn't care for that at all. It drove me nuts. And and I think you probably realized that if you want to keep me and marry me, that you needed to tone it down (sighs) a little bit. Compromise. Well, I mean, compromise isn't really bad when you're being considerate to other people. Well, I think if we don't concentrate on the differences, we use them to enhance the to enhance the similarities. Mm-hmm. In other words, you know, yeah, you know, I play the music loud when you're not around, and you probably listen to the Celtic hymns when I'm not around because it just like drives in, me nuts in the kitchen. Yeah, right. I have a little CD player in the kitchen. I like listen to my. That was a good gift, by the way, wasn't it? Old-fashioned hymns. Yes, you, you got, got a lot of work me. out of that. Yeah. It's getting kind of... You can tell I've had it for a long time because it, it used to be white. Now yeah, it's, it's kind of yellow. Yellowish. Yeah. plastic. How about this tip to getting along with people? Avoid toxic people, but if you can't, hold your tongue. Yeah. Um, some people are very easily provoked. Well, not, well, they are they are, they provoke you. Yeah, but I'm just meaning that they have short fuses, mm-hmm. and so, well, the Bible says not to be a friend with an angry man, mm-hmm. or you might learn his ways. Yeah, says. so you don't want to learn those ways. No, fear and intimidations are not good motivators in life. Mm-hmm. They they tend to suck all the life out of you. But you, but obviously, we're going to come in contact with difficult people. What I've learned through the books that I've read and through biblically also is that you. You know, you can all, you, I don't know how to put this. Um, basically, you get yourself away from folks that are going to cause those kind of problems. So if you're in a situation where you're in a workplace or a school or something like that, where you realize this person is, is very difficult to get along They're with. They're not going to change. They're a bully. Yeah. Then, you know, I was under the impression that you took those people on and tried to change them. You know, well, that doesn't work. No. It really doesn't. Well, what we need to do is get ourselves out of that situation and find mm-hmm. something else because we'll be much happier. We took on, we've taken on a couple bullies in our life, adult bullies mm-hmm. in our life that were really hurting a lot of people. And quite honestly, um, we were naive to what was going to happen to us as a result. Yeah. It really, actually, we got hurt and and lost a lot mm-hmm. because we stood up for what was right. Yeah. What we found was uh, that some of these people are ruthless mm-hmm. and they will do, and if they, the books that we read say that if they feel like they have been put down or if they feel like you have exposed them mm-hmm. they will come out with all their teeth and they yeah. will they will they will go until you're destroyed that is what that is what those personalities do and yeah. so the best bet is to 
um, you know, ex- you can expose what's going on, but that you need to get out of it so you're not around it anymore mm-hmm. because it, it will eventually kill well, you. And as a general principle, this is something that's in the Bible that says a soft answer turneth away wrath. And putting turneth? That, okay, I, I grew up with King James. Sorry about that. It's okay. I'll put it, no problem. <laughs> I'll put it in everyday Amy-eth. vernacular if I can. Okay. Um, that if someone's coming at you with a lot of anger and and mean and harsh, that if you talk back quietly and softly and uh, that know, doesn't really work. Honestly, you say that, but it doesn't work. I, you know what I found? You just you just put your hand out and you say, "Stop that!" I don't. I don't. I don't. Okay, I'm you're not you're talking that. about a difficult person, maybe, but yes. I'm talking about. And as a general principle, the Bible says, and the Bible's true, that it says, if you respond with a gentle, quiet response, that you can't continue an escalation. One person can, they can look like an idiot if they want to by their screaming and their ranting. But you don't have to respond in the same way. The Bible says to respond with a quiet, gentle mm-hmm. answer. Yeah. Let them rant and rave and look like an idiot if they want to. But you can respond gently and peaceably and say, well, you know, I'm sorry you're feeling that way. Is mm-hmm. there anything I can do to help you? And I think um, the, there are people in support that are trained in exactly this thing. Support for what? For anything, I've I've called because my dishwasher didn't work, and they said, "I'm sorry, you're having problems with the dishwasher." Of course, yeah. I wasn't ranting and raving, but I'm sorry you're having a difficult situation here, Mr. Moyer. But we can get this resolved for you. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I think Dish Network. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I, you know, I think that these are biblical principles that some businesses have wisely um, adapted to their business and you know you're going to have people that are unhappy at different because of different things and if you can quietly say i'm sorry you're having a hard time but if you're what being do but if you're you? being abused by someone and they're taking advantage of you the best bet is to say stop that you don't talk to me like that i'm not receiving that and then get out of the situation yeah you know if it's a boss or something like that find another job honestly because um coming up against that type of thing every day is is sucks the life out of people mm-hmm. it just does i know this from experience yeah. um how about this one um how to get along better with others how about figuring out ways to anonymously bless them mm-hmm. there's even a bible verse that says a gift given in secret um i'm not sure if i i didn't look it up but but that it will heal wounds or mm-hmm. heal relationships. Yeah, and that's why I put that down there. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I'll just find a way to pay for somebody's lunch or or send them something or a note or something like that. It doesn't necessarily have to have my name on it or buy groceries for somebody or you know bless them like that. And um, boy, pretty amazing. That's the old kill them with kindness thing. You know, I've even heard of there's a, a scripture that talks about um, putting coals on someone's head. That if you if someone's mean to you, and you respond in kindness, that then that's heap, like heaping heap, coals on their head. And yeah. and I've heard it explained a different way than a lot of times people think because peop- they think like putting briquettes on somebody's head and burning them. Yeah, but but really. Um, in the ta- in the days that the Bible was written, um, 
it was a good thing to have coals because it meant you could have clean water, that you could have food, that you could have heat. So you were blessing them. So so it's really blessing someone when you respond in kindness. It's not what we think. They were burning their head. It's not necessarily burning your head. <laughs> right, it's, right. it's providing for them um, the resources they need to have a good life, to have heat and food and water. Right. So anyway. Right. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, how about this one? Um, pray for them. Yeah. We had a boss. I remember Remember when I had that boss uh, when I worked at the radio station that uh, very difficult to get along with. He was just not very nice. And we started baking, baking him pies and bringing him things and mm-hmm. and just being kind and to I, him. I remember and it spend, cha- changed a lot. I remember spending some time on our knees in that old brown vinyl couch that we had yeah, that yeah. we would get down and pray. <laughs> Yeah, because this guy was very difficult. And yeah. it worked, you know. Yeah. Um, not only did he his heart soften, but he was led to another position somewhere. Yeah. Which was a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, one of the other things that's really important to getting along with others is to find out why they act the way they do. Mm-hmm. You may be surprised. And I don't mean like stalk them or anything like that. But, you know, getting to know somebody, you can find out very quickly why they might be abrasive or why they might be... Um, non-confrontive or why mm-hmm. they might be a certain way because it, when, once you get to know somebody a little bit better and you find out a little bit more about them you can understand why they act the way they do mm-hmm. and that helps you to get along with them well, and there can be you know if it's a work situation there could be something in the way that person is being treated either by someone over them or maybe a uncomfortable situation at home um there's a lot that can... Oh, I know. We have we have a neighbor that's just a terror to get along with. And then we found out, well, he has cancer and he's, he's miserable. He's a little and, grumpy. Yeah. And we couldn't figure out what was going on. Well, that makes more sense. Yeah. And, you know, when you, when you look at it that way, you know, it's still not fun when someone's grumpy at you, but you can give them a little more grace now that you know that they're going through Absolutely. a hard time. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, which brings us to the other thing, you know, getting along with others. If you put yourself in their shoes and think of how you would want to be treated, mm-hmm. that might help too. Yeah. Getting along with others. I think sometimes that's, that is, um, in marriage, I think that's a, that's a really important thing mm-hmm. is to put ourselves in other people's shoes because, uh, because we live together for a long period of time, you, you, you tend to just take advantage of each other. But, but really, um, a lot of times, it makes more sense if I understand what you are feeling. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Well, and also, um, <coughs> it's, it's good to remember that as a general thing. As You're talking that, a lot about generals. Are you in the Army or something? <laughs> no. As I'm just saying is that most people aren't mind readers. You know, unless they have a show on Vegas or something. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. Yeah. But most of us aren't mind readers. And if you're in a close relationship, um, with someone, your spouse or something, communicate, express what you need and what how you feel, and and also give the grace to say, you know, this is something that I really need or I feel this way, and also realize that that the other person might not be the person at that time to meet that need. They might not have the ability to meet your need at that moment. Well, know? we've all had friends that are really needy. Mm-hmm. little feedback there, dear. Sorry, I don't know why this is... I'm getting so much feedback on my I headphones today. I have no today. idea. I don't know why. Anyway, we all have friends that are re- really needy, and mm-hmm. they don't last very long. 
because none of us can really keep up with people. There, there, there are needy people in the world today. There just are. Mm-hmm. And and um, I remember for us, really early on in our marriage, we had to figure out how to rely on God for a lot of our... We thought that getting married, we'd meet each other's needs completely. Well, that's not true. It's just not possible for a human being to meet every single one of another human being's needs. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that you just have to... You have to have a relationship with God that, that where he can meet some of those needs. Otherwise... You know, I can't be Superman. You can't be Super or Wonder Woman. It just mm-hmm. is not possible. So I, I think it's really, really important that we that we realize and that we rely not only on each other but on God because He's the one will pick up the slack where we are not strong. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. last, but last but not least, the the and everybody said this on a lot of people said this on Facebook and on uh, Twitter, and th- that is the golden rule. Mm-hmm. And the golden rule Jesus said was. Um, do to other people. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Uh-huh. And that really is probably the the best advice ever when getting along with others. Mm-hmm. How now that doesn't always work, but for your part it does. Yeah. In other words, you you may not please that person because they have a personality disorder or something like that. But for you mm-hmm. that are listening, for me that that I'm talking. <laughs> Um, it, it works. D- treat people the way you want to be treated. You can't go wrong doing that. Now, I'm not saying let them walk all over you and treat you like crud. Even though Jesus did say turn the other cheek, he was talking. He was. It was a little bit different context that he was talking about, and it was about helping people and being compassionate to people. Mm-hmm. I do not believe Jesus was talking about letting people abuse you. Yeah, I don't think Jesus advocated for others to treat others badly um as and and that to be some christian type of thing i don't think that's supposed to happen i think some people interpreted that but that's whatever that's a whole nother story Mm -hmm. but as far as it is for us how we treat others is very very important so if you want to get along better with somebody we all know that when you treat somebody nicely it's it goes a lot smoother than if you treat people badly well and i think if you know that you're doing the right thing, you're being kind and you're being considerate, um, that keeps your conscience conscience clean, clear, clean and well, clear. Well, and and I think too, combining that with prayer, you can't be really mad at somebody you pray for a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can be upset with them for their decisions, but but for the most part, if you can pray with for somebody and you can treat them kindly. Um, that usually seems to help things when it comes mm-hmm. to getting along with others. And and I know some some people that have been difficult and um, mean in my life. And um, it just happens to be that sometimes my daughter babysits for people that live close by. And so whenever I go by their house, I just say a prayer that God will bless them and put them in a place where... Oh, by the difficult people's house? Yeah, (laughs) where he can talk to them and bless them. And, you know, so I pray for them. And if I see them, you know, I'm kind. You know, that doesn't mean that the relationship's totally restored because they were mean. But but I can do my part in being kind um, to them. So, I mean, that's... Sometimes relationships just don't automatically go well. Yeah. Um, and you can only do what you can do. Yeah. Well, and that's the whole thing. Getting along with others. I, I hope everybody got something good out of this. I, I thought we had some great answers on Facebook and Twitter. And I hope the tips that Amy and I had uh, will help you 
in your relationships with people, you know, let's pray for, for folks that, um, that they can get along with one another. Okay. All right, Father, we just thank you so much for all that you're doing in our lives. You, Lord, are, are incredible because you bring different people in our lives. And there, there are some people that are hard to get along with. And God, we pray that you would help us to get along better. And that with those people that, that we come in contact with every day, could you help us to be a good friend and to be aware of their needs as well as our own? And help us, Lord, to communicate in a way that is kind. Uh, Lord, we want to, to have a, a soul that is satisfied and nourished. We don't want to have the disease of unforgiveness or, or cruelty. We want, Lord, to be people that love people and care about others. Help us get along with each other, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Cool. Anything you want to add before we uh, go? Hmm. Oh, you know, I I think I we did kind of hit this bit. There was one thing that I came up is expectations. And sometimes with friendships, part of the reason why we don't get along is because maybe we're expecting something from another person that maybe they aren't capable of giving or don't need don't know that we expect from them right so communication again is important yeah and and also um don't expect too much from people (laughs) if that makes sense that will help a lot well human beings are human beings we all have our quirks and we're all not perfect and Mm -hmm. You know, you get what you get. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's good. All right, excellent. I hope everybody got something good out of that. Next week on Take Him With You, we're going to talk, since it's the October season, I thought it would be really interesting if we talked a little bit about, uh, maybe a, a couple of weeks about uh, curses, witchcraft, Halloween, Satan, the devil, that kind of thing. We talk a little bit about that and what it means in our culture, where it came from. Now, some people around the world might not know even what Halloween is because maybe their societies don't celebrate that. I don't know. We'll find out, won't we? We can maybe ask our, sure. we're gonna call our this... Facebook friends that live in Europe if they do Halloween. <laughs> they might not even know what we're talking about. Oh, I think they do. Okay. Anyway, we're going to call this one Abracadabra. So everybody can uh, tune in. for Tune in? No. They can download and listen to that. So uh, we'll be uh, taking comments and doing a bunch of different things. Love to have you call in. Uh, we're going to be on episode 90 next week. Can you believe it? Wow. So we we only have 11 more until we hit 100. Yeah. Wow. Won't that be something? We'll have to throw a big party. Okay. I want cake. Um, sugar-free? No. Fat-free? No, I want real cake. You want real cake? I'll get you a cupcake. Maybe. From Susie. Maybe. <laughs> okay. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate you. Remember, you can get a hold of us by writing to Amy at TakeHimWithYou.com or Rick at TakeHimWithYou.com You can visit our website at TakeHimWithYou.com You can see us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Rick.Moyer or slash Amy.Moyer and we have YouTube and all sorts of other things but if you go to our website it has all those links and everything we do a blog and all that jazz and if you want one of our newsletters sign up and you get one in your email every Monday morning Mm. yeah and you can do that so thanks everybody uh, Moyer, uh, Moyer, take him with you. <laughs> Can I say this correctly? You say it. And take him with you is a Moyer Multimedia LLC publication. Production. Production. Um, all rights reserved. Copyright 2010. Close enough. Is that close enough? Close enough. Close enough for cookies, huh? Cookies? 
Oh, okay. Hand grenades or horseshoes, I think. Is what oh, okay. All right. Bless everybody. Have a great day. We'll okay. see you later. All right. My name is Meds. And I'm Kelly. And we are the presenters of Waffle On Podcast. Now, once you've finished listening to the brilliant Taking With You podcast... What in the wide world of sports is that? It's a podcast that's spiritual, but not religious, and all about Rick's geeky life. What? Does he like geeky TV? Indeed he does. What? Like TV we like from 1960 to 1999? Indeed, and that's why he listens to us. That's what we're about. We do British TV broadcast between 1960 to 1999. So come and find us. You can find us at Podbean. Just type in Waffle On Podcast or iTunes. We'd be honoured if you'd join us. Thank you. Hi, this is Kenny. And this is Jenny. We're the hosts of Knights of the Guild, the official fan podcast for the award-winning web series, The Guild. We're not like your typical fan podcasts. Both Jenny and I have worked on several seasons of The Guild and take our listeners behind the scenes to share our fun and crazy times on set. We also have exclusive interviews with cast, crew, and fans of the guild. We keep you up to date on general guild news and the latest happenings of our cast and crew. So please give us a listen on iTunes or at knightsoftheguild.com. This is Jeff from Champ Podcast. After you finish listening to this excellent podcast, I invite you to come listen to ours. My co-host Jason and myself cover open wheel auto racing, focusing on Formula One and IndyCar. Each podcast we review the races, we talk about drivers and teams, and all the news and rumors as well. So come give us a go. We can be found at www.champpodcast.com, that's with one P, or on iTunes, search Champ Podcast. Champ Podcast, the world's fastest podcast.